Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear originally aired February 26, 2017 on episode 79 of the Cups and Cakes podcast. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. I'm Marvin Greensboro. Today, joining me is Napalm Palm, a rock and roll powerhouse. This Calgary band harkens back to the good old days of rock and roll. Their much-anticipated sophomore album entitled The Core Competencies of Napalm Palm is a confident collection of hook-filled songs that manages to avoid playing simple rock and roll dress-up. Combining a genuine love of the big guitarmony-filled 70s with thoughtful ruminations of the more eye-rolling tropes of the genre. Napalm Palm's latest lands somewhere between rock revival and genuine indie rock songwriting. Joining me today for Inside the Artist Studio is PJ, Sean, and Craig from Napalm Palm. Well, hi guys. Welcome to the Cups and Cakes. <laughs> Thank you for having Thank us. <laughs> How was the trip into town? Sunny in Calgary, uh, progressively more dreary as we come this way. I don't know why that is. Mm. I mean, I love the city, but you guys got to do something with that. We'll turn down the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's start out with uh, everybody's name and what you play in the band. My name's Craig, and I play guitar. My name is PJ, and I don't play anything, but I sing. And Sean, and I play the guitar. All right. <laughs> well... I would have never thought it was possible, but Core Competencies is a better fist-pumping, road-tripping, air-guitaring rock and roll record than your debut. How did you approach this record, knowing how well the first one was received? I don't think we changed our approach too much at all, actually. Um, we kind of trusted ourselves, you know, to make a rock and roll record that we liked, and we have excellent taste. We just learned how to write songs, I would say. Like, we got better. Well, the sound of Core Competencies is much cleaner than Unconditional Love. Was there something that made you guys decide to advance the band in this direction, or was it simply a natural progression? I'd say a natural progression, for sure. It is was, it cleaner? Uh, maybe? I don't know. I used a smaller amp on the recording. Maybe that's <laughs> it. That did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the la- one of the last songs we wrote with PJ was uh, Fade of Heart, which had more kind of lush chord arrangements and also allowed his uh, vocal style to shine through. So I think, I don't know if it was a conscious decision, maybe more of a subconscious decision, we followed that and created more space for what basically became uh, an extra piece of orchestration that we never really considered before, which is PJ's voice. Well, that's perfect, because my next question, listening to this album next to the first, it's impossible to ignore. It almost sounds like you have a brand new singer. So I pose this question to PJ, where'd you get the new pipes? Uh, well, I, I quit smoking, and I think, uh, I guess that is the big thing. And I think the songs kind of lend themselves to me yelling less this time around. <laughs> mm. 
Alright, other than the new style of PJ's vocals, the new record seems to have a much more symbiotic relationship between the instruments. It really shows a lot of growth and ability to know when to exercise restraint and when flourishes are needed. Was it a challenge during the writing process to find this equilibrium? I I don't think so. I mean, I think what ended up happening is on the first record, uh, one of us would write a song and then the other members of the band would be super critical of that song. <laughs> Uh, and just kind of edit and edit and edit and change parts until it felt right. And then on this album, I think all of us who write music, at least, probably wrote songs with everyone's criticisms in mind first. And so the, the songs <laughs> kind of yeah, the the right. came to the table maybe a little more fully formed first. And so then any editing that happened uh, probably let those you know more subtle things happen, like like having parts where there are no guitars being played like that's a i think that's a new thing on this record yeah Freaks it's definitely out. a new thing and i think you we also sort of wrote more for the players like we kind of we know how we know the rhythm section plays and uh, so if we you write a bass line for baker it's like yeah that's definitely a baker bass line mm-hmm. you know he might shake it and go i'm gonna change a bit here and there but for the most part he's uh yeah, I'm, a, I'm like a method actor of, of yeah. bass playing. <laughs> oh, the record's finally out. Do you have any tours or festival appearances planned? We're going to be doing four dates with B.A. Johnson in April. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're playing, it before that, in March, we're playing one of our favorite festivals in the world. Griffest, that's right. Griffest, right. It's an all-ages uh, fundraiser for... Um, where does the money actually go? It's a couple different music programs for autistic kids. And then, yeah, so a tour with B.A. Johnson, uh, some, you know, a smattering, scattering. Smattering. Right? Smattering of yeah. shows throughout. And then probably in the summertime, we'll do something a little more extensive. Just in time for us to probably be sold out of our records so that we yeah, exactly. really lose money <laughs> on tour. <laughs> well, I mean, coming from Calgary, the big one down there, Sled, do you guys plan on playing that little ditty? I don't think we'll ever play that festival. Why not? Because it's a conflict of interest. I manage that festival, and I would not feel good about taking a slot from another deserving band. Like, if any band ever, and not the bands would ever complain about this, but if ever a single band was like, we would have been perfect for that show, and... The, the organizer booked his own band on it. Yeah. I, I would have zero defense for it, and I, I would hate for anyone to ever think that we get shows because of my own, you know, my own connections to a festival that I help run. Also, keep in mind, Sean is one of the guys who has to break the bad news to bands who don't get in. <laughs> yeah. So be kind of like, but I'm in, and look at this great <laughs> show that we're playing. Exactly. What, um, what if I got asked to curate? Uh, I'm usually one of two people who are the the folks who are deciding who we ask <laughs> to curate. Would veto so my curating. It's not that Selection. I veto. I don't think it would ever come up <laughs> as a good idea. And also, uh, I'm I'm really busy during Sled Island, so it would be hard to get away. Plus, we're divas, and I don't think we would really <laughs> like to have all that kind of uh, attention being spread out. We want it all on ourselves. So hmm. we'd rather just go to the show and see the bands we want to see without the anxiety of missing anything, any of that kind of FOMO. And also, we're playing, you know. Better paying gigs out there, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a terrific answer. Well, when you guys win the Polaris Prize this year... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give the, the boys over here at Cups and Cakes a little shout-out in your victory speech? 
I, I, I think it's been established that you can't accept the Polaris, no? Like, you just, you win it, and then you don't give a speech. Oh, you just walk up and walk away? Yeah, or like, you you know, like, you you don't show up, oh. or you, or you, rip up you a have a press release ready, or, yeah, pull a Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Can we give it to Rhymes with Orange instead? <laughs> yes. They really deserve it. I mean, those guys have never gotten a, a really good <laughs> shake. <laughs> Ever. All right, that's that's all we've got for those, you know, fun questions. We're going to move into the hard-hitting stuff. Ooh. The rapid-fire section of the, oh. the show. Or are we going to start it off? What album sparked your love of music? My formative years were probably shaped by hard rock, so probably, let's just say Kiss Destroyer. Right on. Pearl Jam's 10. Oh, yes. Michael Jackson Thriller when I was a kid, and then and then when I was uh, kind of first sneaking into bars, uh... Thrush Hermit, Clayton Park, Tricky Woo, Sometimes I Cry, and every Sloan record. Right on. Yeah. Current musical obsession? Cavill Attack, probably. Mm. The latest Cavill Attack. This great, epic metal, fjord metal, I don't know. Fjord metal. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's like, like rock, rock and roll metal. Yeah, rock and roll metal. metal. Guy has an owl, stuffed owl on his head. Of course. And it's, uh, I definitely urge everyone to uh, check it out. PJ, how about you? <laughs> um, current musical obsession. I found out from a cab driver about this um, band from, I think they're Greek, called Aphrodite's Child. And I can't remember the singer's name, but uh, the guy who did all the arrangements was Vangelis, who did like the Blade Runner score and yeah. stuff like that. And so they have a record called 666. Ooh. And it's all, it's like this double album based off the Book of Revelations. Wow. So this stuff about like, it's crazy. And it was just a recommendation from a cabbie. Nice. <laughs> that is great it's awesome yeah, we it play it great. on the it's great okay yeah uh for me weirdly enough one of them is a, a currently a cab driver mm. it's this ethiopian keyboard uh accordion player hailu mergia who's coming to sled island by her past now <laughs> and uh, and then also uh, also tons featuring uh members of sloan the inbreds and the super friends and it's just really nice to see those guys making music yeah Alcohol or marijuana? Uh, alcohol, yeah. Drink of choice. Um, cheap beer, expensive scotch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> PJ? Alcohol as well. Uh, I'm big on the Alberta Premium Rye. Very nice. Uh, alcohol for me, I like the, the easy drinking beers, or there's a brewery in Calgary called Dandy mm. that... Mm. Basically every beer they the make, Dandy. I love. Yes, they are the best uh, microbrewery in in Calgary for sure. Maybe and the world. Maybe Alberta. Ooh, maybe the world. All right, what's the best thing to happen to you guys on stage? I got a recent one. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's that? Uh, we had a group of toddlers shoot Nerf guns at us oh, while yeah. we played music. That is a good and one. that yeah, getting hit in the head with a Nerf. Arrow? Are they arrows or bullets? Darts. Darts. Nerf dart. Doesn't sound like it would be a good experience, but it was great. Made me feel alive. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. All right. What's the worst thing to happen? 
Any of those darts hit you in any unwanted places? <laughs> <laughs> a woman, a woman touched my crotch at a show, and that's a bad while thing. we were playing. Okay. Okay. And I, did, it, it, that wasn't the worst. Like it was kind of awkward. The worst was that I had no answer. Like I didn't know how to react. Like if I should be like, oh my, or <laughs> play it up. And I just kind of like took a step back and kept playing and it was awkward and I wish I hadn't made everyone feel awkward. <laughs> oh, and uh, what was yours, PJ? Oh yeah, we played here maybe a year or two ago and there were these two women in the front row who kind of kept gesturing at, at my crotch. This is another crotch-related story. And I couldn't figure out what it was, and I glanced down, and I had my fly open for about four songs into our set. That's fantastic. Yeah. So then I blushed and did up my fly. Mine's just <laughs> general no crotch love whatsoever. I get nothing There's in no there. no crotch love. No. Okay. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> All right. How many pets do you have, and what are their names? Uh, one cat. His name is Jerry. I have two cats, and uh, so my girlfriend and I moved in together about eight months ago, and she has a cat named Elliot, and I have a cat, and her name is Smith, so we yes. accidentally have ended up with Elliot, Elliot Smith, Smith. <laughs> in, in cat form. <laughs> Incarnate. Uh, and, and yeah, I have one cat called Pico, named after Tetley T. Pico T. T. Yeah. Right on. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, lyrical references to technology after 1980. Ooh, yeah. I was listening to the Cheap Trick on the way up here. <laughs> that was irritating, is not it, when that, when that line comes up? Which line? Turn up the video and all that stuff at the end. I don't mind that, you know, and I... Yeah, it's more like... Uh, cell phones cell phone. and stuff. There oh. was a Nick Cave song on Abattoir Blues, I think, where he references, like, his cappuccino and his cell phone. I was like, you just ruined this song. Get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it. That's a good one. Yeah. That's why I'm taking it. I allow 1980 because then you get like, you can use answering machines like replacements answering machine. Right. That's so it's basi- basically like, it's not that it's pre-1980, it's that the replacements made it okay. Um, They made that specific kind of technology okay. What's the uh, best album to have sex to? I like a good mixtape, you know, on shuffle, anything like that, because uh, sometimes it gives you some comedy relief. You know, the, uh, I remember one time Fernando by ABBA came on, and it really uh, set the mood in a weird way. I'd say ours, especially yeah. if you're streaming it, so oh, we yeah, get, like, <laughs> you know, a few pennies every time you have sex. Can we get Sting to just loop it? Is that, is that like, illegal? Like, if we get paid for other people to have sex, is there, like... Does that make us, like, a pimp? Yeah. Are we... Streaming pimps, streaming pimps. That's the, the <laughs> next, next record's yeah. title. Next the, yes. <laughs> streaming <laughs> pimps and napalm pom. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to call it pimp stream because that sounds well. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we do want to call it pimp stream. What's your favorite road trip album? The core competencies of napalm pom. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's uh, X Hex Rips these days. It just mm-hmm. it's one of those records where I love every song, and it's not. It's not so loud and harsh that it's tiring on the ears, and everyone in our band seems to like it, so you don't... It comes on, and you don't have people kind of, like, chomping at the bit to skip songs or go to the next album. All right, well, the next... It's kind of a couple questions, but it's all the same theme. Basically, dead or alive, guy or girl, which musician would you have sex with? I got a holy trinity. Okay, give it. Tina Turner. 
like mm. 70s Tina Turner, I'd say. Like in her 70s or from the 70s? No, like from the 70s, but then <laughs> but then Lou Harris in her 70s. Oh. I feel like she gets more beautiful. And Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd probably go with like a rumors era Fleetwood or uh, Stevie Nicks. Actually, I'd probably have more have sex with like, the Iquettes, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Iquettes, man. Damn. Just all the Iquettes. Just bring them to me. All right. Any of the above? Basically, same question, but if you get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, guy or girl, who would it be and what would you abuse? Levon Helm, the band. Uh, I would love to just drink booze with him and let him just ramble. I'm sure he... I mean, he's dead now, so... That's another reason if he could come back to life, that would be great. Uh, but I bet he's just got, or would have had endless stories and would tell it with that like Southern drawl and it would just be like the best. <laughs> I had a similar experience though, that, but, but it actually happened and it was with uh, Colin Newman from Wire oh, talking yeah. about we were at Broken City one night after I think I was slept. there yeah were you there and remember the, his stories when we were yeah, every time right. a song came on somebody was DJing that night and some you know old punk track would come up and he would just go oh let me tell you about this and I'm going to tell you about that and then we'd ask him about like what it was like for him for Wire coming up in that scene yeah that was incredible but uh maybe who I would pick I don't know like Bob Pollard sounds yeah. like a guy casually just to hang out and drink beer and just Drink a lot of beer. Yeah, drink a lot of beer and talk about uh, the early indie rock days. Yeah, Bob Pollard. That's a good one. Bon Scott. I want to go party with Bon Scott. Yeah, I don't want to listen to stories. I want to get shit faced and go like. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't think we get shit faced with Bob Pollard? Well, I'm sure you would, but yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> if you could fight any musician, dead or alive, Phil Collins. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quick answer. <laughs> And I'd like help. So if you, if you could both also answer Phil Collins, just so we ensure we beat him to a bloody <laughs> pulp, that'd be great. Ted Nugent, I like to beat the piss out of him. That's a good one too. But I'd be afraid of his bow and arrow. Yeah, just make sure the bow and arrows. Yeah, you, know, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll be hanging out. I'll, I'll kind of surprise fool him into thinking I share his politics. We'll hang out, and then when we were away from his weapons, I'll just like <laughs> just drop him. Love it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Hmm. Hippie. <laughs> what if you could just give someone a quick like, slap on the balls? Like, hey. <laughs> a little bag tag. <laughs> knock them into shape. Just knock the wind out of them. You could try and like... I like Billy Corrigan I'd like to do. Oh, that, that guy too. <laughs> I guess we'd change that question to if you could just tag somebody in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that extends the list considerably. Oh, yeah, considerably. There's a lot on the There's a lot of people that don't necessarily want to break their job, but I wouldn't mind just... That would take some joy watching them. Dropping their voice. Dropping their knees. And <laughs> yeah. Tears. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're down to the last question. Most important. If you just found out you were the last person on earth alive, what's the first thing you'd do? Take off my socks. I don't know. <laughs> I'd reenact that Twilight Zone episode where the guy 
all he wants is like a little bit of time to read books and everyone's talking to him and making him do things he goes down into the cellar and then a bomb goes off and he comes up and he realizes he's the last man alive and finally has time to read every book in this library and he picks up a book and it's like apocalyptic wasteland and he's happy about it and he goes to open it and his glasses fall off his head and he steps on them and he's doomed to an eternity of not being able to read his books i would i don't need glasses to read (laughs) but i would reenact that just to giggle to myself i just ditch clothes basically all together what if it's cold out okay well then i'd wear clothes oh well i would move someplace warmer Hmm. clothed clothed and And then then, and then take off the clothes once i don't need hmm. these clothes i would find a late 60s firebird and start driving i don't know where well all right guys that's that's all we've got for for this week thanks so much for coming back Thank you for having us. Thank you for always a pleasure. Good luck on all the uh, future endeavors. Thank you. We will. I mean, yeah. What what was the question again? There was no question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to send those guys out of the booth and to send you on your way. Why don't we play one of their new songs? Off of Core Competencies of Napalm Palm, here's Stop the Presses.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Napalm Palm. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more about Cups and Cakes, go to www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>